Steel Toes and Scoreboards Podcast. Word association, Dirty Curdy, first thing that comes to mind. He changed the league, am I wrong? God, I hate Tom Brady. He's talented, but yeah. You just won't call him the goat, will you? We should have called ourselves the Hashtag Tits Podcast. A thousand downloads a day, guaranteed. Dude, it is talking sports. I love it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is he the best running back you've ever seen? If he's not, then who is? Who do you put at number one, bro? There will be a Detroit Pistons Bad Boys episode one day. And you love that two-year run, don't you? No, I do. You can get a hot bat anywhere. You build around your pitching, or at least I do if I'm in charge. Pitching and defense wins your World Series, hands down. I came out of the closet <laughs> as a Lakers fan. Whoa, bro, scared me there for a second. Ah, uh, sure bet, sure bet. <laughs> there will be an increase of boxing talk on this show. I love boxing. I'm down for that anytime. Our few non-sports episodes have been pretty well received. We do good things by running a two-fold podcast. Please put Pete Rose in the damn Hall of Fame. Charlie Hustle, the all-time hits leader. It's political bullshit. And if he ever sees the Hall of Fame, he'll be after he's no longer with us. I miss the NBA I grew up on in the 90s and the early 2000s. The game isn't the same, but these kids can play. We're starting to talk more hockey, and that's, you know, that's that's never a bad thing. Puck the world, puck it all. Puck the world, Kurt (laughs) says. I promise you, I can work a pro wrestling reference into every episode. Want to see me do it? Weird flex, but okay. I can't believe, uh, seriously, in all seriousness, I can't believe we've been doing this show a year now. I can't believe people still listen after a year, you know. You have the perfect face for radio. Oh, cut me deep, son. Cut me deep. He exploded a bird with a fastball. I seen it happen. Randy Johnson, the big unit. The the big unit. So, uh, you know, I I got a little soccer news for you. Now, let me stop you right there. That's a no for me. We don't talk soccer on this show. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Let me ask you, though. Does Kobe win three in a row without Shaq on the Lakers? What do you think? Boy, that's that's, uh, pretty tough. All right. Well, look at it this way. He's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Without question. And he's still so young. Lots of knowledge left in that kid. All right, guys. Enjoy the next episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards coming to you now. Yo. Yo, what's up? Hot mic. I think I got to figure it out. We'll uh we'll figure it out. So what's up, man? How much? Sitting here. Sitting here. We're uh we're running off we're running off double A batteries tonight. I tried that. We ain't done that in a while. <laughs> okay. So uh and we're still recording, so Right on. All right, man. Got a bunch of stuff to get to tonight. And then uh, I guess before we do, uh, how was your trip to Richmond? Oh, it was all right, man. That was uh, a good time. That was a, that was a really cool thing we experienced, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I got, pretty, pretty neat. 
I got the audio back from that. Uh, the problem is I'm going to have to convert it and mix it over. And since it's uh, originally a video file instead of an audio file, it's a lot bigger of a file to open. So um, I'm hoping to get that uploaded tomorrow. But uh, in the meantime, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the, at the end. At the meantime, for the first time in about a month, we got uh, a weeknight here with a a bunch of stuff to talk about. Yeah, a bunch of stuff going on. Uh. You want to start with a little NASCAR? Yeah, sure bet. So your favorite guy, Kyle Busch. <laughs> so uh, Kyle Busch is, after 15 years, no longer going to be with Joe Gibbs Racing. Really? You know where he's going? Uh, Tony Stewart. No, Richard Childress Racing. The Richard one that uh, Earnhardt raced for for years. Okay, yeah. He'll drive a number eight Chevrolet for Childress. Uh, they made that announcement Today, uh, he's take he's going to North Carolina to drive for RCR, which uh, you know, I guess yeah. is uh, guess if you're racing for the owner that backed Earnhardt for years, that's a pretty good company to be in, I would suppose. Yeah, I'd say uh, pretty uh, good company. In a move with Kyle Busch being the egomaniac that he is, in trying to copy 2010 LeBron James. And he said, uh, I'll be taking my talents to North Carolina to drive the number eight car starting in 2023, which is reminiscent of LeBron saying, I'm taking my talents to South Beach to play for the Miami Heat. Right. Uh, I can see a a relationship there between them two. Yeah. A winning combination. Now, what's funny about this is uh, I didn't know this. Um, them two got into it like a, about a decade ago back in a truck series race at Kansas. And apparently it had uh, infuriated Richard Childress so much, he took his watch off and told somebody to hand to hold it as he started going after Kyle Busch. And NASCAR fined uh, Richard Childress Racing. Like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that. That was like twenty ten, twenty eleven. But right. I don't have a whole lot of news to that other than um, you know he's not going to be with Joe Gibbs anymore. That's uh, it, it, funny. The NASCAR fights. I got to add something here. It's, oh, it's go like for it. Jerry, Jerry Springer time. You know, you, you, nobody ever gets to fight. Fights you know in mean? NASCAR. That's that's you know part of the fun. Yeah, but they don't ever let him fight. Let him fight. Just like hockey, <laughs> just let him drop gloves and go. Yeah, don't be Jerry Springer, you know. Right. That's all. It's, it's funny when they fight like that. Or attempt to fight. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to add about that. I just seen that today, and I wanted, to, I wanted news, to put though. it in, though. Right. Yeah. And what about, I mean, Joe Gibbs, that was, uh, I mean, my God, he was a Super Bowl winning head coach. And right, you know, a champion NASCAR owner. Yes, that's pretty cool. Uh, I got. He's, he's got to be getting up there in age, don't he? Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I bet that dude's in his eighties. He think at least probably. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I got a little horse racing news. That's something we don't do a whole lot of. All right, but I put it in here because that's what right. I'm about to what I'm about to tell you is pretty cool. 
Yeah. Okay, so in New York, there's a jockey named John Velasquez. He's the career-leading rider at Saratoga Springs in New York. He had his 1,000th winner Thursday at the historic track. Uh, the 50-year-old Hall of Fame jockey won his eighth race aboard a hearse named Precursor, uh, Precursor who only paid $14 to win. Uh, this horse is trained by a Hall of Fame horse trainer. But the reason I put this in here is just because this dude won a 1,000 wins. I don't care what sport you're in. A 1,000 wins. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And we don't, I mean, we've we've only covered horse racing like once or twice. Right. So this dude had, uh, yeah, a thousand, that's, that's pretty pretty good. You know, that'd be a pretty tough sport to accumulate a thousand wins, wouldn't it? Yeah, in any sport, but right. especially See, horse racing. Yeah, I mean, huh. uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. You know anything about them? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's right. If I cut you open, you'll bleed. Yeah, Mountain I'm a Dew, homer. Mountain Dew, Pringles, and Dodger Blue. Yes, I'm a homer. Uh, they have clinched a tenth consecutive postseason bid this week. Already with what two weeks left to go in the season? All right. I I, no, I don't get too excited ever because they got tendency to choke. <laughs> oh so, yeah. I mean, I'm just very humbly in the playoffs, then, I guess. Right. Right. The only teams with uh, ten consecutive postseason bids or longer would have been the Braves from like '91 to right. 2005. Yeah. And like the 1994. Seven, I want to say 97 or 98 Yankees. 96 yeah. Yankees. Right. Yep. Um, so I just forgot to put that in there. We'll come back, right. circle around, and talk about the standings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we spend a lot of money here. We ought to be doing something. Uh, I got some NBA stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, 2022, man, we're living in politically correct times. You can't you can't go around being an idiot. Say, and you know every time I say that, somebody got in trouble for saying something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony Edwards, you know who he is. You play 2K a lot. Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves guard. Yeah. Got his ass in a lot of hot water this week because he made anti-gay comments and somebody shared an Instagram video over it. And uh, the team came down and spanked his pee-pee pretty hard. He's in pretty deep waters. I guess... I mean... Go ahead. I just, I'm thinking there, what you know, are you explaining that? I'm thinking the guy, the person who the Instagram ought to be... Uh, <laughs> Too, you know. Like, why do people always upload these videos of people getting in trouble? Well, I don't know. It's another. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> like you know what my old man told me. He said, "You stir shit, and what happens? What? It's gonna stink." <laughs> right? Stir shit, it's gonna stink. You damn right it is. More it stinks. So, okay, let me. So, so <laughs> I guess um, let me adjust stuff here. Um, I guess uh. The video came out, and uh, he got busted for it. 
So then Edwards took to social media and apologized and said, what I said was immature, hurtful, and disrespectful. I'm incredibly sorry. It's unacceptable. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> well, he continued. He said, it's unacceptable for me or anyone to use that language in such a hurtful way. There is no excuse for it all. I was raised better than that. Which well, is typical. I, I don't care what anybody says. This kid did not mean this apology. Right. Right. Everybody comes out nowadays and say sorry. Do you really think at the end of the day they mean sorry? Uh, oh, yeah, man. Don't they? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, bet. Sure. Bet. Um, yeah. The video has since been taken down. He was with a group of people standing on a sidewalk and got into a shout match with some people in a car next to this sidewalk, and he used a lot of anti-gay comments and inflammatory comments, uh. which, you know, so now mm -hmm. the NBA's involved. They've got a, a uh, the NBA's reviewing the issue, and if you remember, the NBA is no stranger to fining and suspending guys for use of anti-gay language in the past. Kevin Durant got a $50,000 fine last year for using offensive and derogatory anti-gay uh, language on social media. You know what's fucked up about it is all across America, okay? Right. Today, today, I guarantee you there was hundreds of thousands of comments like that made by somebody across America, whether it be road rage, what have you. It's went off, but you know what? It ain't no big deal unless here we are. NBA spotlight. I know I hear I hear you dude it's it's PC culture it's Walt culture I mean the use of the word gay whatever I mean I have no problem with anybody gay it's it's not a big deal to me I know Christians are supposed to be it's not a big deal to me I don't care you do your thing I do mine I don't hate you right. for doing your right. thing but I guess and, should, and it should be left at that I guess he shouldn't have, I guess it was a lot more offensive there was the use of the f word which is a little well, bit different than calling somebody gay. Oh yeah, you know what you know what that is in, in across the pond, don't you know what? That's a bundle of sticks. Yes. Huh. Huh. At any rate, so he's in some uh -huh. deep shit, and uh, he could be. There could be fines levied against him. And just for a point of reference, in 2011, Kobe caught on camera, clear as day. The TV didn't cut away from it. I can remember it. You can find it on YouTube. He dropped the F word, the gay F word, yeah. not the cuss word. He dropped the gay F word towards a referee in 2011, and they fined him a hundred grand. <laughs> so, uh -uh. Huh. so I got some more shit with people running their mouth and they shouldn't be, and it's also in the NBA. Oh yeah. So Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA and the NBA, okay. has been suspended one year by the NBA and Commissioner Adam Silva and fined $10 million. $10 million? $10 million. Okay. That's a lot of scratch. He, uh, yeah, that's a lot of scratch. What did he do? Uh, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I guess an investigation got launched last year. Uh, and then during his time, you know, being in the office, because he is the Suns and Mercury owner, he used the N-word multiple times. Now, it says in quotes, he was using the N-word quoting other people. 
there was instances of him making uh, unprofessional conduct with female employees, including sexual comments and inappropriate comments towards things he would like to do into the bedroom with these young women. Just being a douchebag, basically. Yeah. And um, so the investigation started in November, uh, and it raises and talks about allegations of racism and sexual misconduct over the span of 17 years. Wow. 17 years. Bad, bad boy. Now, he has uh, been up and honest. He has completely cooperated with the NBA's um, investigation, which basically is what you do when you know you're fucked. Right. Um, Now, uh, the most trusted source in uh, basketball news for me has always been Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, you know who Woj is. Yeah, Woj is my go-to basketball source. I don't trust anybody but him when it talks to the NBA. League sources told Woj that he was uh, understanding that he had messed up, but Sarver does not believe he deserved a $10 million fine for his behavior. That's pretty steep. He agreed that, you know, a one-year suspension, whatever, but he thought that a $10 million fine was a little bit excessive. Yeah, I don't see where that the money's got to be involved there. Well, this gets more interesting because the the investigation, oh. the NBA I, got involved, but they also brought in a New York-based law firm called Wachtell Lipton, which is known for getting involved in high-priced lawsuits and investigations. So, I smell a bunch of money grabbers. <clears throat> Let me see what else I got in here about this. I agree. Suspension, okay. They they interviewed, Kurt, more than 320 current and former employees of both the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, as well as uh, people inside the NBA. It examined more than 80,000 documents and other materials, including they went through text messages, videos, and... um, all sorts of shit and basically sure. one of the female victims has come forward a staffer who uh, remained anonymous saying this dude 10 million dollar fine and a one year suspension is a slap on the wrist for the things he's done and it shows the NBA wow. does not stand for diversity equity or inclusion huh. wow she would go on to say whoever she is remained anonymous she said I'm grateful to have at least something done to him even though it was a slap on the wrist it's justification after being told I was insane, dramatic, and being a bitch because I wouldn't sleep with him. So, this dude's uh, apparently a, a, a sleazeball. Uh, yeah. And it, then it goes on after the female thing to the racism thing. And um, basically, the NBA is trying to jump in front of this, get in front of everything. You know, this we this Me Too woman movement that's been started in the last decade uh which is a good thing. The equality is a good thing. I'll never I'll never disagree with that, but the NBA's taking the proper channels to save face here. I don't know if 10 millions I mean, I could see like maybe 5 million, you know, but I don't 10 millions for uh, for, for compensation. That's a little steep. For words that he said uh and apparent sexual misconduct. 
Now, he never, apparently, he never physically assaulted anyone, but it still doesn't matter. There was that implication that he wanted to with the things he said, but you, and if you're well, being honest, you still can't say these come, things. Well, I mean, come on now. I mean, you've been talking with somebody before. Well, I'm going to kill you, you know what I mean? Well, and, or fucking around, you know, and, but, okay, so that could be, uh, <laughs> But it gets better. It gets a little better if you're if your head's already spinning. Uh, while Sarver is suspended from the NBA and the WNBA for a year, he might he may not be present at any team facility in the office in the buildings watching any games, whether home or road. He cannot okay. participate in any NBA or WNBA activity, uh, or anything with all the business. He cannot publicly come out what? and say that he's the owner of these franchises. He uh, can't basically have anything to do with these pl- with this place for 365 days. Well, that's, you know, and I can uh, see that kind of a, a, pun- a punishment or whatever, but uh, the money thing, I don't get. I don't get it. He also, once this is done, he has to complete a training program focused Focused on respect and appropriate conduct in the workplace. I smell a rat. Dude. Smell- <laughs> I mean, come on, ten million dollars. I mean, that that part ain't got nothing to do with the basketball side. I smell a rat. I'm just saying. All right, <laughs> go on, go on. No, I just no, brother. Hey, you are you are completely right. I mean. In some aspects. Well, yeah, you can't be going around doing this kind of stuff. It's words. Words cost money, I guess, nowadays, huh? Didn't they teach us when I was younger and you were younger way back in when, in dinosaur times when you were a kid that uh, sticks and stones may break my bones? Right. I was just getting ready to say that, bro. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. That's right. And you got over it and you went on. Uh, too bad about your feelers. They got stepped on. Move on. <laughs> Kurt Kelly, public service announcement. Kurt Kelly does not give a damn about your feelers. <laughs> well, <Yes>. I mean, <laughs> I, damn, I damn sure don't give $10 million worth of damn about your feelers, all right? Right. It's just suspend me from the podcast, okay, but, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so rant Saturday night we went to Richmond, Indiana. And we recorded with After Two Beers podcast. Right. We had a fantastic evening. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. I had a few drinks. <laughs> yeah. It was the probably one of the top five best nights of my life. Right on, bro. While we yeah. were in Richmond having the time of our life, there was some uh, UFC stuff going down. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. All right. We're going to circle back to the fights that went down Saturday because I got some stuff that went down a day or two after first. So, Nate Diaz uh, had received a ton of support heading into his final (coughs) UFC contracted fight Saturday. And a bunch of that support and praise come from his rival, Conor McGregor. McGregor went out of his way on social media to congratulate Nate Diaz for fulfilling his contract on Saturday. They fought twice in 2016, splitting um, one and one. There's been speculation of a third fight for a long time, but it's never happened. 
McGregor would take to Twitter and say, congrats, Nate Diaz, on making it to the end of your contractual obligations with the Ultimate Fighting Championship and as a bona fide superstar. An incredible feat, fair play, our trilogy will happen one day. Now, earlier this past week, Diaz also expressed confidence a third fight would eventually happen between the two where, who don't, who knows. Diaz said the timing in his life right now isn't right for the trilogy, but it will for sure happen at one point. Diaz, who was originally supposed to fight Chimaviv, that fight got switched. Uh, he would end up fighting Toby Ferguson, and he would tap Toby Ferguson out. He was originally supposed to fight Chimaviv, um, but Chimaviv missed weight. He showed up like seven pounds heavier, Dang. and Diaz didn't want to fight him at a catch weight. Diaz said, like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. So Chimaviv would go on to fight. Um, who the hell did he fight the other night? I, don't, I can't remember. Anyways, um, now it's important to note that for all the Nate Diaz's talking shit that we've covered in past episodes, check out our Steel Toes and Scoreboards archives, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, some of our Week Nine episodes, um, we've talked about Diaz was expressing interest in wanting to fight for months saying they weren't giving him any fights. Well, words come out that the UFC had tried to sign him to a new deal for the entirety so far of 2022, and Diaz kept backing out of it. So, I mean, Diaz has been in the... He's 37 now. He's been in the UFC since 2007, so that's 15 years. So, uh, but Chime Vive, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank, and I should have looked this. I can't remember who he... That Dana White basically had to completely switch the card around when Chimaviv came in overweight for their weigh-ins and press conference like Wednesday or Thursday of this past week. So they moved some card around. And how is that? They both won their respective fights. Chimaviv came in heavier. He beat the guy. Diaz beat the guy. They're both preparing for a month or two or however long to fight each other. And then two or three days before you're supposed to step inside the cage the rug gets pulled out from under you and then you're fighting somebody else that you're completely not prepared for. Right. Yeah. But both, right. both these guys still being victorious is a testament to how good these guys are yeah. at what they do. So. Definitely. Uh, I got a little tennis news. You want, you, you want to, you want to talk tennis? Uh, you don't, yeah. re- you don't really want to talk tennis, do you? Love 15. Love. <laughs> Tell me everything you know about tennis. I know that the scoring is like kind of weird. You know, one play, one set of play, and it's 15 points. Wow. And you can hit somebody in the head with a racket like Jim Cornette does. Shout out me, get my wrestling reference in. <laughs> yes, sir. So the U.S. Open went down, uh, and it broke its record for attendance. They drew 776,000. 120 fans for the two-week tournament. The previous best record was set three years ago in 2019. They crushed that record by 40,000 fans. Wow. Wow. Uh, part, of, part of what I believe that was was uh, this was the Serena Williams farewell tour. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, uh. Ah! Are you okay over there? 30 love. 30? <laughs> uh. oh, I was just, how you know, every time you hit the ball, you're like, yeah. ah, wow. Yeah. 
but I mean, she's one of the the goats as far as female athletes go. Her and her sister both, but Serena in particular, she finishes with twenty three Grand Slam titles in a twenty seven year career, ranking second all time. She accumulated eight hundred and fifty eight tour victories, twenty three singles titles, and four Olympic gold medals. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Her final match of her career uh, about a week or two ago, whenever it was, was one was the most watched tennis match in ESPN's 43-year history, according to the ESPN network. Wow. Yeah. Damn it. I like tennis. I do. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. Now, now you got me going, ugh. <laughs> I really dug the women's tennis. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's lookers. I'm very careful how I say. Whoa, bro. Whoa. Gibbler and AJ are listening. You might get you might get us in some hot water here. Yeah, my bad. My bad. I, I mean, Dutch better watch out. I'm pretty sure AJ whip his ass. Yeah. Probably, we 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 have uh, for those that don't know because we haven't uploaded the episode from the collaboration trip yet. Uh, we have pretty much made lifelong friends with everybody yeah. in that building that night. For sure, they tagged me in a post on Facebook. Uh, they took a picture and they put it in black and white. And actually, I will text it to you when we get done recording. Get off the phone. It's the four of us sitting in the studio together, and it looks badass, dude. Right on. Well, you got you guys got to understand, Kurt and I, you know, when we record, whether we're remote recording like we are tonight, Kurt's in his house, I'm in my kitchen table, or whether we're sitting together at Kurt's kitchen table, we are sitting here with, you know, $800 worth of equipment just trying to be pros. These guys are pros. We were actually yeah, in a studio, absolutely. a fucking recording studio with professional sound engineers. Yeah, shout out to... All them guys, Kevin, yes. AJ, yes. JP, Dutch, and Gibbler. We, you know, you guys, they let us believe they're going to check out everything we do. And we're going to leave some special Easter eggs along the way in every episode. <laughs> I just haven't figured out how I'm going to work one into this one yet. Uh, I'm kind of forgetting some of the some of the cool inside jokes we made. Because, uh, like I said, liquor may or may not have been consumed <laughs> in Richmond, Indiana. The whole point of the podcast is after two beers. Right. Uh, hockey. Let's 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 switch gears. Let's go oh, to hockey. Yeah. Puck it, puck it, yeah, puck it, puck it. We don't ever plug sponsors on the weeknight mini episodes, so we just keep rolling with content. Um, the Arizona Coyotes, probably one of the worst franchises in the NHL in the last few years. Well, I mean, you got to look at where they're located at. I mean, probably have a hard time keeping their eyes frozen and everything. Now, yeah. I I don't remember this offhand. And I'm just too lazy to Google it while we're recording. Somebody out there, hop in your Google machines and verify this. I think the the Coyotes are actually owned by the league right now because the franchise is so bad and they've well, pumped I mean, money into it or something. Basically, I don't think at one point they were owned by the league or they still are owned by the league. Dwindling tickets, da 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 da, bad ownership. They need to change your name. The Arizona Coyote, is that offensive to call yourself a coyote now? Well, I mean, they're just a bunch of curve, you know, coyotes are. You know, you got 
they carry skaties and all that shit. I don't know. What what is it where you all uh I like holes out? I like uh, shooting mange, coyotes. Mange, the mange, mange, mange. Yeah, they're a bunch of mangy much coyotes are. Let me tell uh, you something, Kurt. When yeah. it is the end of March, beginning of April, and it's still cold as hell outside, and it's like fifteen to twenty degrees outside at night, and you're standing out there at the edge of a field at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You've got an AR fifteen in your hand. You've got thermal scopes on the end of your gun. And you see a coyote come running in, stop in the middle of the field, drop a deuce. And as he's just there dropping a deuce, minding his business, you send a slug or you send a round right through his head. And you watch him turn and tumble and bumble. That's how you got a bullet blasted through your head. I do feel kind of bad, though. Can you imagine you're just sitting there taking a poop and somebody just comes in and sends one through your face? Well, I mean... He should, that coyote sure didn't feel bad when you got your pet cat or your pet dog or something, you know? So. I'm telling you what, there's nothing like. And we're, we're going to do an outdoor episode. We've talked about this hunting, fishing. It's coming up eventually. But when you're standing out there and it's, you know, the last of winter, beginning of spring, and it's cold as shit, and you can still see your breath, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And you hit that button on that call, and then you wait 20 seconds, and then you hear one of them howl back, and you're uh-huh. miles from civilization. Uh-huh. It is like, it is still, it is so cool, but you still get like chills up and oh, down yeah. your back. Like, okay, so where the fuck, where, where were we, bro? <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes. Yes. So I you guess. Change your name. Right. Um,. Okay, so the Arizona Coyotes expect to sell out every home game this season because they're playing at Mullet Arena, which is on Arizona State University's campus. And they say their season ticket revenue has surpassed what they were generating in their former home in Glendale. Now, the Coyotes will play in the new multipurpose facility on ASU's campus for at least the next three seasons while they seek to build an arena on city-owned land in Tempe, Arizona. Now, the Tempe City Council has voted in favor of a bid back in the summer to move forward on negotiations for the new arena and entertainment district. The Tempe project has an estimated $1.7 billion, and the team expects there to be a vote on this deal by the end of the year. So they said they're, uh, you know, um, they're expecting to do it. Base, they're expecting to get a deal done. They're hoping to get a deal done. Uh, Mullet Arena, you know, is uh, on ASU campus. They will have an official capacity of five thousand twenty-five fans for their Division One hockey program. The capacity for the Coyotes games has yet to be determined. But it's expected to be around 4,805,000 fans. I want you to think about this. This is how bad this organization has been in years. That's why the NHL has got involved. You have a a professional sports team and a professional sports league. It's one of the big four leagues. And their home games are, you know, 5,000 fans in attendance. Yeah. 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 Well, everybody wants to watch a bunch of dang coyotes, mangy coyotes. 
So there, there's a lot more in there about that. I'm obviously not going to go through it all. I just brought that so up. It's Arizona Coyotes. Stinks Coyotes. What's it? Arizona Stinks Coyotes. Yeah, there you go. Well, it needs to be like a sidewinder or something like that. I ought to put it in there, Kurt. I ought to title this episode Coyotes Suck or something. Yeah. Actually, you know what I was thinking about titling this episode? What's that? We are rich men because of rich mund. That's pretty clever. That's clever, but it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we are uh, hashtag tits, two idiots talking sports. <laughs> yep. That boat's done sailed, man. That boat's done sailed, huh? Uh, yep. Yep. So, yep. Past the horizon. Damn it. Dutch said the C word on our episode the other night. He did, did he? He did. <laughs> That's where babies come from. <laughs> the C word. not wrong. Dude, he was. We were having a blast. That dude. He said he ain't paid for a haircut in twenty years. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to give you guys a hard time about your bald heads, but nobody. That's right. Taken. Hey, here's here's an Easter egg. Yeah. Women used to flock around Andre the Giant. <laughs> well. Well, he's not an attractive guy. Uh, did you see the size of his fucking hands? Hands? <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about Charlotte's here? I know, dude. It was like, wow. That's funny. I, laugh, I never laughed so much in one night. <laughs> uh, Big 12. The Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormick, uh, has been talking about expansion. Now, oh, no. something I would like to do with you. Wait, let me rephrase that. That sounds. Uh, <laughs> some topic I would like us to do sometime is about yes. all this college football conference realignments and all this well, teams joining this. Yeah. Teams joining this conference and teams joining this conference and expansion here, expansion there. Uh, the, basically, the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference said that he wants to expand. Obviously, you know, they lost Texas. They're going to be losing Oklahoma. They lost Texas A&M a few years back, who's part of that. Like, you know, they're, they're losing all these teams. Uh, he wants to expand West, adding members from the Pacific time zone. He told reporters uh, a week or two ago. He basically uh, said that the Big 12 is open for business. He said, quote, obviously going out west is where I would like to go, entering that fourth time zone. He added, it's on the Big 12's wish list of things to do. Um, he's basically banking on the fact that a program that... Yep, see, there you go. That's what I think. He's basically banking on, this pre, on the fact that this, in his mind, this conference, especially in particular the football part of this conference... Uh, still has national recognition, and you know what? This conference, it's not what it used to be. Uh, and he's got to understand. I don't know how he thinks he's going to do that because uh, the Pac-12 pretty much dominates everything out there. Although, you know, we've got this whole fucked up thing coming in two years where USC and UCLA, the two biggest college campuses in the country. Are moving to the Big Ten here at home with me and you. And again, how stupid is that? 
That makes all the sense. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Screw it. Uh, we got a little bit of time. We still got some stuff covered. Tell me how you really feel about something like USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 all the way out there. The two biggest college programs, student-wise, I mean, campus-wise, they're leaving to come to the I Big have, Ten. In regards to all these changes that's uh, been going on, uh, what, is it broke or what? Is it need fixing? You know what I mean? I don't get it. It's worked. If it's not broke, yeah, don't fix it. Yeah. That's like me. That's, if it's not broken, I go try to fix things, and I take it apart. I usually can't get them back together, and I get mad. Well, that's where that's where it's all headed right now. There's all this realignment. I don't. It all be. I don't know. Whoever done it uh, original was pretty smart, right? Yeah. It's keep it simple, right? Right. And keep it simple, stupid. Geographically, you know, it's. I don't know. It don't make sense for. Now the commissioner of the twenty twenty two, huh? Yeah, the commissioner of the Pac twelve declined to comment on the commissioner of the Big 12's statements. Uh, Both conferences, the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve, have uh, you know media deals set to expire with ESPN and Fox coming in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. So to get bang for their buck on these networks, it would be wise of them to, you know, relocate schools and to the conference. I, I don't know. It's a cluster. That's a future episode in and of itself. Yeah. I, I, uh, Let's boy. talk about something that's more interesting, more fun. You want to talk Saudi blood money? <laughs> sure bet. You want to talk golf? Sure. Adam Sweet. Oh, oh, son. You've been back at work two days this week. Yes. Did you tell anybody about the trip? Well, yeah. Anybody ask questions? Um, uh, well, not really. Well, let's hear it. Who'd you? What'd you say? What'd you say to old Adam? How do Adam? What old Adam think? Oh, he knew. He knew where he was going. Yeah. Yes, he had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, had a good time. Uh, tell me, you got your fried bologna sandwich? Uh, yes. Okay, wait. Here's my here, here's my Easter egg. AJ okay. Dutch, JP Kevin Gibbler. Here's my Easter egg. The best damn fried bologna sandwich in the world. And one more, one more before I cut you off. Killdozer. We almost had a kill street sweeper. Oh, fun fact. I went back and looked at their catalog for a while, and. I guess I did. I just I didn't go down far enough to find Killdozer, but sure as shit, last year or the year before, there's an episode about a runaway street sweeper. Now I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it because I didn't have time. But I guess basically some drunken idiot or something. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong. You know what they say about assume about assuming. But the headline of the episode, basically, a runaway street sweeper attacking people in Richmond, Indiana. Aye, aye, aye. Them guys got some good stories up there. Oh yeah. Anyways, we we are just we are ADHD tonight. <laughs> ADHD. I feel like Dutch Dalton. ADHD. <laughs> the man. Uh. Anyways, he, go ahead. He told you. Did he tell you how he, he came by the name Dutch? Yeah, he, you guys were talking story. Philadelphia Phillies, man. 
Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, Darren Dolan. Dude, yeah. I like Mr. Darren Dolan. He was pretty good. You're a Dodgers Solid. fan. I know, but... Hey, uh, okay. We had dead Dodgers air. fan. Dodgers fan. Yeah, me. Saudi blood money. Oh, yeah. Live golf. golf. $50 million. Just tap it in. Richest, por- richest purse in sports history. Their go- live golf season ending championship scheduled to be pl- played at Trump National Miami October 27th through the 30th. 12 four main teams will compete for a $16 million first place prize. The teams will be seeded 1 through 12. The top four seeds will receive a bye to the quarterfinals. The other eight will compete in qualifying rounds. $50 million. Richest prize in sports history according to ESPN in the Live Golf Season Ending Championship. Huh. 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 You know what? I think they ought to play that, that championship up in Canada in about January. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd make it a little more challenging, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would... uh. Well, they always got to do the fair weather and the, you know, now, the lush green, everything. A. A. I don't know. I was just thinking outside the box here. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the seeding's going to be determined by the closest to the pin shootout by the team captains, which will take place immediately after the players are drafted. That was the format for how team championships will work and live golf's rules and regulations, which were released by the district court in California earlier this week as part of its antitrust lawsuits against the PGA Tour because these two are still on a pissing contest right. about whose dick is bigger. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, a live golf spokesperson told ESPN on Tuesday that the details of the team championship were still being finalized and will be released in the future. Well, a longtime PGA Tour player told ESPN on Tuesday that it's very unsurprising that they would pick something so tacky and unoriginal to try and expand the game. It's fucking lame is what it is. It's it's at lame-ass shit. It's XFL. It's and one mixtape tour. It's not as competitive as golf. It's a circus. This is bullshit. Now, whoever on the PGA Tour said that, we don't know. They chose to remain anonymous. But somebody is not a fan of the Saudi blood money. Right. So... Huh. Yeah, so basically the four players on the second place team will split ten million. Third gets eight million, the fourth takes home four million. Uh so you know, there there's so much more to this live golf thing. I feel like we're gonna be talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um so who knows? I don't Adam Sweet's not a fan of live golf. I think I, he's uh, he's made. I, I I still am not sure how to take I, it yet either. Well, I mean, I gotta see it. I gotta feel it. You know what I mean? Uh, experience it once, maybe, and then or twice. Right. I, don't know. I mean, once again, I don't think it was broke. So you know, it is broke. What's that? T.J. Watt. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, it's I'll, not as bad as a. Originally thought I, 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 well, I heard last. So uh, what happened Sunday? Uh, we pulled off a 
somehow. Or, <laughs> I mean, we forced five turnovers and still about got beat. Tuesday afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers doctors determined T.J. Watt does not have to have surgery on his torn pec. And the star, the star pass rusher is expected to miss about a month and a half to two months of the season. He suffered the injury during the overtime win over the Bengals. Uh, he tweeted out J.J. Watt, or not J.J., T.J. He tweeted a picture on today of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator saying, I'll be back <laughs> in pure Watt fashion because that whole Watt family's clowns. And I don't mean asshole clowns right. like, right. you know, Antonio. They're funny people. They're funny guys. You guys, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tomlin said today as well that the organization was encouraged about the injury outlook for this year's reigning uh, defensive player of the year. I want to start your head on defending that ground, too. Holy yeah, crap. so he suffered the torn pec. Um, uh, it was the final minutes of regulation, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Tried to yep. get tried to get a hold of Burrow. Uh, so that's good news for you. Yeah, they got a hold of Burrow several times there, seven times. That you know that was you know I'm gonna say that was probably one of the best games of the of the opening weekend, right? And season I, I kickoff. Gotta, I know I'm a homer when it comes to Pittsburgh, but I, you know Cincinnati had a bad break there too. They lost their long snapper, and they field goal. The laces were the wrong way. You know that mind fucked the kicker right off the bat. Right. To, to so, give an idea you know, of how good he is, he had 22 and a half sacks last season. He tied the single-season sack record. He's a beast. I, you know what? Hot take. I'll defend this to anybody. I think he's better than his big brother, J.J. Uh, I think he's that, better yeah. than J.J. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know. He has 73 sacks so far in his career, and he's been playing how many seasons? You remember the He-Man action figures? Oh, yeah. He kind of looks like one of them guys a little bit. He's got he really is a long human arms. He-Man. He's got really long arms. He's a beast. Okay. He's very fast. Well, speaking he, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. Yeah, I, I can handle this. Yeah, I can go all the way. Yeah. Najee Harris. Yeah. You got you guys got a little banged up Sunday. Yeah. Uh, once again, I think he's all right, though. I mean. He told no, uh, Sirius... Uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio. He's good. Uh, he said he will be playing yeah. uh, in the home opener for the new AccuSure Stadium against the uh, the Patriots. Patriots. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Uh, Tess, we'll, we'll be one one at the end next week. Test coming his foot came back negative. He suffered a foot injury in the fourth quarter against the Bengals while the Steelers were trying to. Run out the clock. He'd limp off the field, would not come back into overtime. Um, he had 23 yards on 10 carries before his injury. Now, last year in his rookie year, he did earn a Pro Bowl selection. He had 1,200 yards and uh, 74 receptions. He scored 10 touchdowns total. Uh, he was dealing with a sprain during training camp, but he said last week that he was healthy. Uh, Tomlin said today that the foot injury isn't related to the to the sprain, and that the plan is he should be ready to go for week two, no problem whatsoever. Right. Uh, <clears throat> that's good news. 
You uh, you pretty sold on this kid? Najee? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, okay. Only he's not getting all the numbers. I, I, I he's doing everything else. It can only go up from here. Right. I mean, the offensive line has got. We've got to get back around the football somehow. Oh, I agree, hundred <clears throat> percent. Somehow, because um, we got we got to be able to keep our defense a little bit fresh, you know. Trubisky. Three and outs. You know. Oof. Trubisky. Uh, I, we, run, we, we, we were sitting at the table. We all went out. We all went out to the greatest dive bar in Indiana after right. the show. And what did I say when he's all sitting around the table? I said four starts. And then they bitched Trebinsky. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd be a safe bet. Because uh, we'll probably be like two and two or one and three maybe at the time. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, my yeah, team. Definitely a good start. My, my team fired somebody today. And come on, uh, come on, NFL has got to fix the fucking tie deal. We can't have ties in, in any sport. And what right? do they what do they do and what do they do in Major League Baseball? You keep going. Yeah, until there's a winner. Until there's a winner. <clears throat> and hockey, they fixed it. You know, they 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 come around and fixed it, right? There should be no reason for ties anymore. Yeah. Well that had two on Sunday. Almost. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Somebody's got to be a winner. Indianapolis Colts uh, released kicker Rodrigo Blankenship today. Yeah. You know, Sunday he missed uh, a would-be 42-yard game winner. Um, so they've, they've not right now – they've not filled the, the spot on the active roster – uh, they signed kickers Chase McLaughlin and uh, Lucy Kvarisk to their practice squad, oh, and boy. they used the spot vac- with Rodrigo Blankenship's release to bring up a defensive back from the practice squad. Now Blankenship was a he was a standout at Georgia, but he he had a rough day to open the season. He shanked two consecutive kickoffs out of bounds late in the game, which would give Houston possession at the 40-yard line in each each time. Uh, he missed the 42-yarder in overtime, which sent the kick shockingly wide right, and we had to settle for a 20-20 tie. Now, Blankenship, yeah, he converted 45 of 54, 83% uh, in his two-plus seasons, but just something was amiss. Now, he got hurt last year and just wasn't really the same. Now, they asked Frank Reich Monday uh, about rank uh, blanket ship and he said your confidence is going to waver it's how you respond to that to me there's no exception to that the greatest players in the world their confidence wavers so obviously as we evaluate that how do we feel about it you consider all those things and it's a question of hey a guy had a bad day can he bounce right. back well apparently they don't think he can bounce back because well, i mean 87 percent is not really it's not bad that, it's not that good I mean, it's not bad either. It's not that good. It's not bad, but it's not, I mean, Could you do better? You ever try kicking football? Oh, I suck. It's pretty freaking difficult. 
Yeah, I don't even. I, mean, I don't even think I could run the ten feet to the ball to kick it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I try. I'm still around with kicking football. It's pretty difficult. Now I tell you what I can do uh, for any NFL teams out there that need a long snapper. I'm the man. I tell you what I can do for any NFL team out there that needs a towel boy. <laughs> That's about the use of my uh-huh. skills. Water boy. We were talking about the water boy the other day. All she right, you want your boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> <laughs> the the funniest thing about Saturday night was when I kept saying, "This is the greatest night ever," and. Dutch looks at me, he looks at you, and Gilbert goes, well, that's good. I ain't even showed my boobies yet, and you're already happy, or whatever, however he said it. So, let's keep rolling. We'll circle back at the end of the episode to the after two beers thing. Uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, John Calipari. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to preface this by saying that um, we've been super busy the last three to four weeks. So we haven't had a mini episode. So we we have missed a ton of news. We've missed so much good news in the last three to four weeks that we could have done a whole nother current events episode. Right. Which the difference between the current events and the weeknight chronicles is we just cover a lot more and we go more in depth. So we've missed a lot of good shit. And this one's kind of fallen in that area, but it was too good to pass up. And I know you like to shit all over the University of Kentucky and John Calipari. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't know when exactly this happened. I think it was two weeks ago, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, uh, police arrested a woman for trying to enter onto Calipari's home property in Lexington, Kentucky. So, I guess uh-huh. there was a woman... Um, who's trying to gain access onto Calipari's property. Uh, She was arrested outside the gate, charged with trespassing, and I guess this uncovered a whole just range of shit because once they got her into the car and started, she started giving out her information and they took her and booked her. Apparently, this woman was wanted on several counts of theft of credit cards from all over the United States. Now, officials would say that the woman was looking for someone who wasn't at the house and that the theft charges have absolutely nothing to do with Calipari. She didn't know who. This woman couldn't have picked Calipari out of a lineup. She just stumbled onto this big, fancy mansion because that's what happens when you're the guy that puts guys into the NBA all the time. Right. Um, Calipari is the Nick Saban of college basketball. Right. Um, Just with far less championships. (laughs) Fuck you, Wildcats. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. 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 You're so funny. You're just like, yeah. 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 But I guess she's in hot water. Um, they wouldn't release her name, so I I know I don't have any more information about it. But I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. Huh. Huh. I I smell a rat. <laughs> you want to talk? You want to talk boxing? Sure. Because you know I love boxing. Right on. We could have done this whole episode tonight just on boxing news. 
But instead, I've just chose to close it out with three things of boxing. I said, I'm not so. I, I love well, boxing, but I'm not back into it yet. I'm well, not sold on it yet. Well, okay. This one is. This one will be really easy for you because this is celebrity okay. boxing. Okay. Saturday night, you and I were in Richmond, Indiana. Yes. And Saturday night in Los Angeles, California, we had a celebrity boxing card go down with a lot of big name celebrities on it. You okay. know what one of the premier fights, one of the two co-main events of that show was? Uh-uh. NFL running backs duke it out with each other. <laughs> okay. Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. And Le'Veon Bell rocked. Adrian Peterson, with a right hand, got a TKO victory in the fifth round. That's right. This event was do- was called the Social Gloves. No more talk. Stupid name. <laughs> uh, I can get into something like that, probably. They went back and forth for four rounds, and then uh, Bell come up and just hit him with a straight right to the jaw that just popped him down. AP went. AP, AP was all wobbly, trying to get back to his feet, and the refs like, "Nope, this is done." Chicken dance. Chicken dance. Now, Le'Veon Bell is 30 years old. Uh, he set his plans to pursue a career in boxing. He has now put his football behind him. So, and I personally uh, hate to see that because I was a huge Le'Veon Bell guy. The Me tw- too. The uh, 2017 season that he set out for the Steelers, I feel like he missed out on an opportunity because he was coming off of a few seasons there where he was one of the top two or three backs in the league. Oh, yeah, easy. And then the trade to the Jets, and he was just never the same. Great running style. Uh, you know where he played college ball at, don't you? Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah. Big 10 product. Yeah, or Big 40 or whatever it is now. Now, this is also funny. Adrian Peterson is fifth on the NFL's all-time rush list. Uh, he played a total of four games last year with the Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, like Le'Veon Bell, though, Adrian Peterson has not officially retired. That's one thing that Le'Veon Bell has not officially handed out retirement papers to the NFL. Uh, Peterson said he wanted to do this because he's always been a bigger fan of boxing than MMA and that he wants to use opportunities like this to stay in shape in case the phone rings. So, huh. and I got some boxing stuff here, but honestly, when I look at it, I think I might just save that for me doing a an episode by myself like I usually do. Because right. I want to shift gears because I really want to talk about Saturday. You want to talk about Saturday? Yeah. Let's talk about Saturday. Tell me, tell, tell everybody about Saturday and I'll chime in. Well, yeah. Richmond, Indiana. Richmond, Indiana. the Two Beers Podcast. Two little, two little Hicks from all about little Hicks. Dubois County, pronounced Dubois County. Well, you're technically a Martin County here. No, I'm a Davis County here. Davis. I could throw, I could throw a rock in Martin County. You're not living in Davis County. Yeah, I am. Every time yeah. I cross over the bridge, I'm in entering Martin County. And uh, soon you cross, you know where the old house is down there. Yeah. 
right down right past it if you're going to the highway from here that that gravel road i said you don't want to take yeah that's the county line davis Martin county damn tiny there was some weird there was some weird who do 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 going on when we were driving home uh-huh. at three two three four o'clock in the morning yeah kurt was freaking out and so was i kurt there was some who do 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 going on outside the car and inside the car yeah kurt looked over and my gauges my speedometer all my my instrument panel the cluster everything just starts flapping and just moving at like mach yeah. one speed bermuda triangle shit <laughs> And then we're coming up in the road, and we just come to a sudden stop because there's a big ass tree limb laying in the road, almost like it was placed there for us oh, to get yeah, out of the car yeah. and move it. And uh-huh. some, somebody comes and snatches us. Yeah. And then I told Kurt, I said, "Can I go this road?" He goes, "No, no, no." He yeah. said, "There's a cemetery down there." I'm like, "So?" He goes, "No, not this cemetery." Yeah. If it freaks you out, that's saying something. What? Well, I swear, down at the, the old home place there, when me and mom was there, we could see that cemetery from there, out the big picture window. Yeah. In the living room. And, uh, man, it's just weird, weird shit. I see all kinds of weird lights up there. Weird lights at weird times. So we... Orbs, like orbs type deal. All right. <laughs> anyway. So I, so I came and picked Kurt up on Saturday afternoon after I took the kids back. We hit the road about 12, 31 o'clock. We had a three and a half, not quite a, well, you figure in a couple stops, and I've got I've got the bladder the size of a tick. So, we had to stop and take a pee break at least two or three times. Uh, but we, we got up there, and uh, as we're coming in, Kurt just like, this town's got some history in it. I can feel it, man. And they, they're... The Ohio border is like right there. there. And then they said they could be in Dayton, Ohio in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So, um, but it it was really cool. We get there, and uh, we don't know what we're expecting. I brought my equipment with me. Uh, I didn't need it. They didn't. I didn't even get it out of the car. You know, I'm, I'm expecting to full blown go up, and I can tell we're going to some place that's used as a studio. But in my mind, I'm just expecting a room with just you know some nice leather chairs and a, a conference table and i'll just go and set my stuff up and uh we walk into a a yeah, the place was pretty cool what it used to be go ahead and tell them about that odd fellows the odd fellows so the odd fellows are kind of like uh i'll call them offshoot cousins of the masons in a way <clears throat> right and they you know they you know they all know i'm a mason i mean i've got the the logos tattooed on my back i mean Right, or on my back, of my neck. But anyways, this this building is uh, eighteen hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, early eighteen hundreds, and it's still standing today. It's been redone and things. It looks like, but they there's several businesses that that use this building now for several things. Well, uh, one of the f- people we met, Kevin, who uh, I'm going to share some of his stuff on social media now. Uh, and also, I told him, um, even though we support we support local businesses now, Richmond ain't exactly local to Dubois County, but that's what we do. So I'm going to start plugging Kevin's studio and his right. outfit on every episode. So I'll get, I'll get that worked into the notes. But um, 
we go up in there and there's we go into a big room that has two small three smaller rooms in it because the other room that you could see on the back side of where the what i called the producer's room is another room where he's got a bunch of green screens set up so he's got three rooms inside this big ass room and then the one room we go into we actually go and sit down in a studio there's acoustic sound panels up on the wall they've got a and we couldn't see it from inside the building in the daytime or the night but right outside the window of the studio we were recording in uh they have an on-air sign so anytime they're recording they flip it up and it goes red outside and you can see it from the street that somebody's in there recording but we walk hey, into no, this that's we, pretty cool. we walk into this room i'm nervous as hell kurt's nervous dutch hands me a beer and we sit there and we start talking and then uh I look over and there's all these cameras and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so they filmed it. So um, I haven't seen if their episode, at least yesterday, at least this morning, their episode had not been uploaded as far as audio wise to the audio channels. It's still on their Facebook page, the video of us. Of course, for those people that you know just want to listen to their podcast to hear us on it, when it goes live, I'll make sure to share it. Um. But they start videoing us, and in the first few minutes, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, my eyes. I keep looking around at all these different cameras, and <laughs> these two are such consummate professionals. Uh, Chris and Kim, Dutch and Gibbler. They're just like, don't worry about those cameras. Just talk like you're having a conversation with us. Like they're, as I and I've said before, on uh, many of our episodes, because we have mentioned these guys numerous times over the course of the last, you know, four, five, six months, trying to set this up. These guys always let on like they're small time podcast, and as Kurt will tell you, this is anything but small time. These are right. completely professional people. We had so much fun. We had so many laughs. We drank a lot of beer. We had good camaraderie. We went out and got some good food. Um, and one of the things they wanted to do is they want me and Kurt to come back. And when I say come back, you guys are like, yeah, I'll come back. Do you want it? No. They want to, uh, Kurt and I, they offered to come down here, but I'm like, we don't have a studio down here. We either record at Kurt's house or my house. I was like, you know, I'm going to be moving soon. I don't know when. I was like, and Kurt's house isn't big enough. So we'll probably be driving up there to them, but they want to get together quarterly. They literally want to get together three or four times a year, every three or four months. And uh, we'll just do a, a back-to-back, do an episode with them. They'll do an episode with us. And uh, Kurt and I, that meant a lot to us. Oh, yeah. And I, I, Go ahead. I agree immediately. Yeah, I was like, down, yeah. We were on cloud nine when we were heading home. Like We had a oh, three-and-a-half-hour, yeah. almost four-hour drive. Because as Kurt found out, I drive slow as shit at night because at 35 years of age, I think I'm finally getting old because I hate driving at night. I can't see for shit at night anymore. Yeah, I can't either. So, so uh, I wasn't driving drunk, though. No. 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 I don't even think I would have tested. No. No. We were very safe, very responsible. Um, but yes. anyways, they want Kurt and I to come up and uh we've agreed to do that. And <laughs> poor Kurt. So one thing about Dutch and Gibbler's show is they much like me and Kurt do, they take breaks, but like with us, you guys never know we're gone. You know, because we'll pause it and go play basketball for an hour and right. come back in. These guys will pause it. 
they come back. So when they took their first break, when they took their first break, they uh, was talking about, yeah, we're going to turn you guys over in the captain's chair. And I was kind of like, oh, uh, 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 uh. Well, then, then we came back in and started recording again. Then they took their second break. And then they'll like, no, we're serious. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I went outside. Kurt went outside to grab a cigarette. I went down and talked to him. I was like, uh, dude, they're going to put us in the chair. And he's like, well, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, um, my equipment's in the car. He goes, were you going to get it out? I said, they told me not to. He goes, do you got any notes? I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> and then Kurt, and I shit you not, everybody. Kurt just gave me a look. He's like, well, what are we going to talk about? Because we're like horrified, like, what are we going to do? And then I just looked at Kurt, and this was the, we laughed so hard on the show about this. You can find it on my Facebook page. I shared the videos I shared. Um, This got like one of the biggest laughs of the night. Kurt looked at me, and we're outside, and he's smoking a cigarette, and I'm hitting this uh, grape-flavored vape that's in my pocket. And I'm like, well, what's the one thing I don't need any notes for? And Kurt literally looks at me, and he hangs his head down. He goes, (laughs) He just he like like just full blown like fluid as you can be. He just hangs his head down, and goes fuck, because he knew right then he was in for a night of wrestling talk. Right, wrestling, wrestling, uh, wrestling. Yes. And then, so we go in and we start recording with them and we start talking about wrestling. And poor Kurt's just sitting there. What a couple homers. You guys are homers. Him and Gibbler over there with their love affair with each other, just being homeboy and homegirl. Then me and Dutch is over here like a bunch of nerds and geeks. And he's three hey. sheets deep. You know he is. Uh, you guys, I'm telling you, that uh, that would be a good podcast, I think. Oh, so Dutch wants to do a wrestling podcast with me, everybody. So. I might have a wrestling podcast coming up because every time I try to get one set up, it doesn't work out as well. Um, and then I had one last year. We recorded one episode, and then both the other guys' schedule, they said they just couldn't do it. So so, right. so we'll keep you informed on that. But it's looking like I might potentially be recording monthly. Uh, I don't know if I'm – I'm not saying I'm going to drive to Richmond every month. I mean, I can use the BTA much like me and Carter doing right now. There might be a wrestling podcast in the works. A lot of, a lot of knowledge right there. <clears throat> so, sure. that, so that's that. Um, and like I said in the uh, earlier, uh, for all of our listeners, uh, I'm going to work on uploading this episode tonight. And then um, I'm also going to try to upload the audio from the After Two Beers podcast episode. I've got to convert it a lot from video into straight audio. <laughs> I'm working on that. Kurt, i got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that I should really just wait and release these back to back? Like, here's the precursor episode, and then here's what we did Saturday night. I feel like I should release Saturday night after this one because we've spent this episode setting it up, talking about it. I think it'd be better to release it yeah, afterwards, be, don't you? Be, yeah, it'd be a way to roll. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we have one other thing to, to talk about before we call it quits for the evening. All right. Well, so, yeah. Well, um this weekend I have the kids. Yeah. So next weekend you and I will be recording again. So we have to pick yeah. a, we have to pick a topic. Okay. So uh Arthur Killdozer. Man boy, you're fine. I didn't even get the papers out. You're already firing stuff off. 
Hoffa or Killdozers? You don't even want to do sports. You want to do a Steel well, Toes I, episode. I, I was thinking. I was thinking about sports too. You know. Uh, we it just is fresh we, football season. Fresh know? football season. College football it, season. It is, is going to be postseason baseball. baseball playoff, and I mean, we we I mean, we just did a World Series episode, but we. Yeah. Kurt, I want to tell you something. This morning, uh, so remember I told you I started volunteering at the school. Yeah. So I had my first day of school today. First time I've said those words since August, <laughs> since August of two thousand five, when my senior year started. I had my first day of school. So, okay. So, but this morning I got up early, put a you know fresh cur- fresh coat of turtle wax on my head, and peeled it back and everything. <laughs> Took a shower yeah. and I sat down in front of my computer and I looked at our. I looked at some of our stats, and uh, it's the numbers are right there for proof. Um, we've you know we've had downloads on every episode, obviously, but the the downloads that always tend to get the most number is the World Series recaps. I, I like it, man. So, but you know how I feel about going back to back with baseball all the time. So, right, right. Do you want to do another World Series? Because let me tell you, we. So, Kurt, you guys don't know this, but I, I gave Kurt something to look at on the drive up to Richmond. I went. So this is 2022. So I went back 75 years. I looked at every World Series on the fifth anniversary and the tenth. So all World Series that, that ended with the year two. Or every World Series that ended with a year seven. I went back right. 75 years. And to be honest, if you look at 2022 and you go back 75 years and you go 75-70, 65-60, there was some damn good World yeah. Series all the way up to five years ago being 2017 Astros and Dodgers. Dodgers. And that broke your heart. Yeah, yeah, it did. But that was but, one of the know, best World Series I've ever watched, Astros-Dodgers. Pretty good World Series, yes. So, we got to pick a topic here. So, we do a World Series. We do Killdozer. We do Jimmy Hoffa. What we are we do doing? Jimmy Hoffa. You want to do Jimmy Hoffa? Uh, I, I kind of like it, man. It, it's, so, let's, it's, let, let, let's do a look back at Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll find him. You think we'll find him? Well, you never know. Where, okay, we talked about this briefly in our World Series episode that we did not that long ago. Where do you think, where do you, honestly, you tell me either what do you think happened to Hoffa and where is he? Oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, Lake Mead. <laughs> you really think he's down at the bottom of the Lake Mead? Hoover Dam. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think he's in someplace dry or someplace wet? Oh, boy. I think it's dry. I think he's buried somewhere. In the concrete somewhere. There, Dude, there is... You know, for those of you that don't believe us or you're interested in the fact that we're going to talk about Hoffa, and that got me excited. You go back and you look at all the Hoffa conspiracy theories... There is a shit ton of them. And Which is going to make for a good show. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, um, in all honesty, out of the hundreds of theories, there's only about five, six, seven of them that's actually legitimately, honestly plausible. Right. Um, D.B. Cooper would be a damn good 
we're gonna have to do that eventually hey you know those guys did db cooper oh yeah yeah it's uh if you uh look up on their spotify or wherever it's one of their trailer episodes they did db cooper okay cool yeah I, that's pretty interesting i can't i can't wait to get up there aj if you hear this I'm requesting Stone Cold Steve Austin, Broken Skull, American Lager, or the original Broken Skull IPA for the next episode. So, and I want to go to the Coney Island Tavern again. Yeah. And I'm going to get a fried bologna sandwich. Kurt was the happiest fat man in the city of Richmond. (laughs) It was pretty good. And tell him about how, (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this because it, Makes me think of a dick joke, but tell them how thick that bologna was. Uh, pretty gigantic. Yeah, I had a tenderloin that was bigger than my. I couldn't even get it all in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll do we'll do Hoffa. And uh, I mean this 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 wasn't definitely not going to be one of our greatest episodes we did tonight, but we just want to well, get on here and you know we haven't put nothing out for this month yet, right. so we wanted to get this done and get it out here and. Yeah, um, yeah, we we covered a few things. Covered a few things, just a just a you know weeknight chronicles. All right, but uh, I will let you know when the after two beers thing is uh, downloaded and when I release it. That way, people can hear it because I'm sure there might be one or two people at work that's been like, "Oh man, can't wait to hear that." Right. So, our oh yeah, sure. Shout out to the Two Beers Podcast. You guys are great. Yeah, again, to Kevin, JP, AJ, Dutch, and Gibbler. Hospitality all the way. Yeah, you talk about Southern hospitality. Let me tell you a little bit about Richmond, Indiana hospitality. Yep. What you guys did for us, our numbers have increased. We're we're coming off two back-to-back months with the best numbers we've ever hit. And it coincides with the fact that for the last three or four months, you guys have name-dropped us a little bit here or there. And we're getting some outside eyes. Speaking of outside eyes, yes. we picked up a download yesterday from a place we've never had a download from before. Oh, yeah? Kangaroos, Crocodile Dundee, baby. Australia. Huh? I don't know who the fuck it was. Uh-huh. And I missed it when it happened, so I can't tell you what episode it was. But we had... A download coming from Australia, and today we had, or yesterday, we had two more downloads out of your new favorite state. Oh, really? California. California. Somebody is blowing us up in Cali. Global. We're going global. Who is is listening to us in California? I have no idea. I wish they'd give us feedback. Yeah, I know. So we shout these people out. Like, seriously. Whoever you are in California, this is the third episode I've asked now. Let me know care. so we yeah. can shout you out. We don't care if you're laughing at us or yeah, we don't we care if you're like know. you guys. These guys are clowns. That's where we're getting downloads because I'm showing everybody how stupid you are. Hashtag I tits. Mean, <laughs> Two idiots talking there sports. Goes the boat. <laughs> there goes the boat. There goes the boat. We missed it. Yeah. Well. All right, bros. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will let you know when that's up and. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to edit it. And then, yeah, I'll see you for sure in a couple of weeks. We'll do some Hoffa, another Steel Toes. That, we'll be doing a little bit more Steel Toes this year. And we still have three months left in the year. We have, to, we have to do part three. We done Ruby Ridge 92. We done Waco 93. Yes. We're going to have to do OKC 95. Yeah, definitely. 
So, but all right, brother. Well, for uh, Dirty Curdy, Kirk Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins. This was uh, a uh, Weeknight Chronicles episode of uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards, and we will see you next time. Peace out. Peace out. See you, bro. Later.